1: OTAs are commencing with the Cincinnati Bengals, and we've got a lot to talk about. I am Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast coming at you live. Yes, a few minutes later than uh, maybe expected by some, but good to be with all of you talking some Bengals football, talking about all kinds of different things. We're going to do a little bit of a different format on this one as opposed to other happening headline shows in that, yes, I always say we're going to go a little shorter, but this one we will because this one's going to be Bengals-focused because there are some big stories here within the, the Cincinnati Bengals' camp and with their players and whatnot. So we're going to focus primarily on the Bengals as opposed to doing Bengals and AFC North and the rest of the NFL and kind of making a longer show. We're going to go just with the Cincinnati Bengals. I hope that you have had a better weekend and a better start to your week than I have. I've been dealing with two back-to-back, two kids with the stomach flu uh, this weekend and into this week. So I'm hoping that that starts to subside. They have also lovingly spread that to others. So I'm hoping that all of that is is in the rear view very, very soon. So we are going to be... Um, Moving on past that. You can use your imagination if you want on that. But anyway, good to be with all of you. As always, you can catch this show live on the Cincy Jungle Facebook page or the Orange and or Black Insider Bangles podcast YouTube channel that can be subscribed to. There's a little icon right down there. You can click on that to subscribe and the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available, etc. So please do that. And of course, if you Do not catch the live show. You can get this show on a number of different platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are on all of them. So go check that out if and when you can. And we appreciate all the support. We've got this show. We've got the Wednesday kind of analysis show with John and myself, a longer one. We do listener questions live. We do all kinds of different things, various interviews and whatnot. So we are going to be hammering you with all kinds of content through the summer, and through the obviously the regular season and whatnot we've also got a couple of partnerships and whatnot potentially brewing that will get us uh, a lot of other material and we'll let you know more about that as that comes about so we're excited about that we will see what happens and see what comes of that but hopefully that just means more content for you all uh, let's get let's get right to it um, there are a Number of different things, both with the Bengals on field workouts and some things happening off the field. As many know, at this point, this came through the wire late yesterday via Tyler Dragon, who used to be on the Bengals beat primarily now does kind of sports in general for USA Today. And this is this is the big news. Jesse Bates. Now, this may be a surprise to some. This may be predictable to others. And this is the. Link, I will pin this in the live chats for folks as I tend to do on these Happening Headlines shows. By the way, before we get into all that stuff, I do want to also give a shout out to Bengals fan, Ian Ryder, local musician. He's the guy who came up, he and his band Holy Coast uh, came up with the music on the intro and outro of the Happening headline show. So go check out their stuff. I believe it's on Bandcamp and whatnot. So go check that out. And then, of course, on other episodes as well, there are... Um, there are some episodes on here that have bleed the sky music from art war records. Go check them out as well. So um, at any rate, let's get it going here. Jesse Bates to, to skip OTAs training and training camp amid the franchise tag frustration. This is the headline on cincyjungle.com. So go read that how you will. But again, the, the report came out, Late on Monday, and again, USA Today's Tyler Dragon and formerly of the Cincinnati Enquirer, he has, quote, Bates, that is, has, quote, no intention of playing under the franchise tag this year and plans to skip offseason workouts and even training camp if he doesn't reach a long-term deal. Now, we'll talk about this for a few minutes here, but this is what's interesting to me. There's kind of two different dividing lines in this statement here. There is the no intention of playing under the franchise tag and planning to skip the off-season workouts and even training camp. But then there's also just no intention of playing under the franchise tag this year. So those are two different things, right? There's the the lack of not wanting to play at all as being a franchise tag player. And then, of course, there is the dividing line of – We're just not going to do workouts. We're not going to do the OTAs. We're not going to do the training camp practices. I'm not going to play in preseason games. Maybe I'll show up week one. Those are two completely different scenarios. And quite honestly, John Sharon and myself will talk about this, I'm sure, tomorrow night. But quite honestly, this was the last kind of chip to push in the middle by Bates, so to speak, based on the, the Bengals and he not reaching a deal last summer. This spring and into now going into this summer, and the Bengals investing heavily in the secondary in the NFL draft. So this this you had to believe then, okay, this was counter move, you know, move, counter move, move, counter move, that sort of thing. And so now Bates has quote no intention of playing under the franchise tag this year and plans to skip offseason workouts and even training camp. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this entire thing plays out. If he is indeed planning on sitting out the season, if he is indeed planning to potentially skip the offseason workouts, training camp, preseason games, and that's it, and then he'll play under the franchise tag, usually with the franchise tag, the team has a bit more leverage on this and that's why they are use the franchise tag players obviously don't like it because their long term future is not intact They're, it's not clear and with the franchise tag yes you get paid handsomely you get paid top you know top money at your position there but it doesn't ensure things for the long term and of course as we know with longer term contracts there are guarantees in there so if an injury does occur there are windfalls incentive you know all that kind of stuff and so this is you know kind of a predicament that the Bengals need to navigate and right now Daxton Hill is now set to potentially step up into a really, you know, a much higher profile role as a rookie, potentially as the free safety or the safety starting safety alongside Von Bell. And, you know, that's, it's, while it seems that Hill is, you know, a very athletic person and someone that, uh, you know, a guy who could play quite a bit of snaps for the bangles even early um, you know, that's, that's something to think about. So, Here's the thing, though, okay, we we shouldn't be overly surprised about this move with Jesse Bates. We should, We figured that this was going to be, you know, as this dragged out, these contract negotiations dragged out, and the two sides were not seeing eye to eye, we knew that this was going to be a situation wherein there's going to be push-pull from both sides, and there's going to be potentially a little bit of contention. I don't want to say nastiness, but... A little bit of contention on how both sides are viewing this we have long known that the Bengals they, they just value safety lower i don't want to say they don't value it but they value it lower than many other positions and this this ownership whether it's mike brown who is in the driver's seat or who has potentially taken a little bit more of a back seat in terms of operations contract negotiations etc we have known that this team pays its quarterbacks. It pays its offensive tackles. It pays its wide receivers. It pays its running backs. And then, of course, it also pays, you know, linebackers to some extent, edge rushers to some extent. It, it paid Geno Atkins, but it, it pays its corners. They draft corners very, very high. Um, you know, safety is usually reserved for at the, at the highest is usually second round. Now, Daxton Hill Pick 31, kind of a corner slash safety that goes against the grain a little bit. But Jesse Bates, second round pick, you know, the, there's a, a a pick in 2002 Thompson that was Lamont Thompson. That was a second round pick. Um, you know, you can go to uh, many others. Medea Williams was a, you know, it, the bottom line is it's not normally a first round pick. Uh, for the Bengals. And so now when they have used a pick, a first round pick, even though it's bordering on a second round pick, when they have used one on a player who they think can play safety, play corner, and they are having contract issues with their star safety that's currently on the roster, you know, there's just each side trying to play the leverage game. And here's the thing with, and, you know, I think it's Tony Robinson or Tommy Robinson in the live YouTube chat. I don't agree with the sentiment of, uh, you know, say, he says he was a bum for half the season. I don't agree with the sentiment of a bum. He was he was average to above average in, in the regular season and outstanding in the postseason. And I've said this a bunch of times. John Sheeran and myself have said this a bunch of times. And this, I, you know, I don't mean to slight Bates because he's a very good player. But here's kind of the truth of it. When you look at his performance every season, there are tales of two seasons within a season with Jesse Bates. And that is usually you know, either first half really strong start and then kind of tapers off at the end, vice versa. Or in the case of this season, regular season was kind of middle middling and the postseason he was absolutely outstanding. So at, at, at any At any rate, um you know I mean this is this is going to be a, a situation that looms over the Bengals organization here, and it's not really something I mean while it is predictable, it's not something that's necessarily welcomed so much because this is a team coming off of a Super Bowl berth last year and one that you think that they can continue to ride this momentum and they do kind of need all hands on deck, particularly an all pro level type of player like Jesse Bates that we saw play at that level in 2020 he was designated as a second team all pro in that year so this is this is something that is going to you know be hanging around here I don't know that any kind of resolution is going to be definitely not in the near future I wouldn't think and I I don't know that a resolution is going to be seen so much in the uh, even like you know in the summer Uh, And here's what's interesting to me before we move on to other topics here, because we've been on this for a few minutes, but here's what the interesting thing is to me. We've talked so much about now it's Katie Blackburn, Elizabeth Blackburn and others kind of running the show quote unquote at this point in time, Mike Brown, maybe taking a little bit more of a backseat, obviously still overseeing things, but taking a little bit more of a backseat. We have seen many times with the Bengals contract negotiations, whether it was, Marvin Lewis era, pre-Marvin Lewis era, after Marvin Lewis now, we have seen players try and play the power game, the leverage game, with the Brown family and the Bengals. And the Bengals don't often cave. Whether you want to point out Corey Dillon, Carl Pickens, Carson Palmer, you know, trade me or whatever. Um, You know, I mean, there are a lot of different power moves attempted by players, and it doesn't often – go particularly the way that they want. Now, in the case of Carson Palmer, I suppose that that went the way that he wanted. But, um, you know, others in terms of the contract issues, that has, you know, the power moves have have really gone towards the organization. And you've seen Mike Brown in the past really dig his feet in the sand and saying, I'm not budging on what I believe here, what I think here. And so it's going to be interesting to see if, indeed, he has kind of taken a little bit of a step back on that front. If the Blackburns and, and all of them are going to say, kind of take the same hard line stance here and just say what we have on the table is what we have on the table. And that's going to be it. We'll see. I, you know, Jesse Bates, a very valuable player. And we'll talk about this here. And you can see a lot of this is going to segue nicely, I think. A lot, and we have said this a bunch of times. We have given a lot of different examples of this. This is DJ Reader, and again, on Cincy Jungle, I will pin this link for you to check this out. DJ Reader becoming a great interview for the Cincinnati Bengals when he gets up on the on the press conferences there, but I want him here. You've heard DJ Reader say it. That's the quote, by the way, but from DJ Reader. You've heard DJ Reader say it. You've heard Mike Hilton say it a bunch of times. You've heard you've heard number a number of Bengals players say, "I want this guy here. Extend him, extend him, extend him." And so, um, you know, this is something that uh, we, we we've heard from a lot of different players here. And here's kind of the uh, the full quote here: "I want him here to be here." Reader said, "I obviously want him to get paid. That's my dog." But I keep telling him those fruits are going to come. He's put in the labor. He's put in the work. And those fruits are going to come, whether it's here or somewhere else. I think he's in good spirits. But nobody, I wouldn't say, wants to be played with. But when you've done something and you feel like you've put that work in, you want to be rewarded for it. I feel like what he did in the playoffs spoke for itself. How much of a leader and through the middle, and somebody who comes up and, and he plays in big games, he's out there. Uh, and more there, There's uh, that's via Jay Morrison. We also had one through uh, Richard Skinner also who kind of relayed some of those quotes as well. Here's the deal. And again, when I go back to the consistency issues potentially that, that we note with Jesse Bates, it's not just Jesse Bates being inconsistent. You can go back to some of those seasons and say there were the, the defense was not playing up to the level that, you know, it, it was last year under Lou Anarumo, and you can go to the Terrell Austin debacle in 2018. You can go through 2019, where the team was just decimated by injuries in a lot of different places, and the roster was not. So, I mean, it, there's also the surrounding talent issue, and now you have the surrounding talent. You've got many of those high-profile free agents that the Bengals have brought in on the defensive side of the ball saying, I want this guy here. I want him here. We need him here. He's a leader. And I, kind of the ironic thing, uh, you know, last year, one of the catalysts, you would want to say an early catalyst, if you want to be dramatic about it, I guess, an early catalyst to this was Jesse Bates kind of rallying the troops, so to speak, to say, we want all hands on deck at these workouts. We want everybody here. This is the deal. And I think it was, yes, he he was being a team leader and a, a good rah-rah guy and, you know, kind of saying this is, this is important to, for everybody to be, to be here. But I also think that that was also something to say. Hey, you know, I Bengals look. I'm a leader, and I I'm taking this seriously. This role seriously. So it, it, again, you're not just paying for if you're the Bengals, you wouldn't be just paying for Jesse Bates and that 2020 All Pro season. The the very big, you know, the extended flashes. They're flashes, but they're extended flashes of really, really high quality football. You're not just paying for that, but you are paying for leadership and you are paying for talent and you're paying for all of those things. So you're going to kind of keep that all into perspective. And, of course, if you're the Bengals, in my opinion, you have to tread lightly on this as well. Because if you're going to preach leadership, if you're going to preach that you're going to keep your core players intact, you want to draft, develop, retain that's a message that's sent through the locker room. If you play well for us and you do the right things and you're a leader and we were, you know, you show us respect, we respect you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we'll get you paid. We'll take care of your contract and all of that. Um, this is the kind of thing that gets noticed by other players in there as well. So that's something that they have to tread lightly with or, or at least navigate carefully through all of this. And they've already done very well in terms of paying people handsomely. Done well in free agency the past two, three off seasons here in terms of getting outside talent in here, but this is one of those things that you got to you got to really be careful with if you're an organization and make sure that you can you know you, you handle this the right way. But regardless, interesting to see if it's going to just be you know a power play through the summer and then he shows up to collect that franchise tag contract that big number, or if it's going to be all through the season, maybe part of the season who knows we've seen this work both ways in terms of really poorly for someone on a franchise tag. We've seen it work out well, the poor, you know, poorly, especially for that position. I think Earl Thomas is a guy that that comes directly to mind playing on that franchise tag for Seattle. I think he ended up breaking a bone or something, something to that effect or tearing up a knee. I can't remember specifically what it was, but lost for the year. And then that was washed. And then, you know, kind of bounced around and out of the NFL currently other reasons for that too. But at any rate, that's obviously an example there. And then of course there are other safety contracts that have been inked recently, long-term ones that Jesse Bates and his camp are undoubtedly looking at with, with everything. We're talking Jamal Adams, um, you know, Justin Simmons on Denver. I mean, uh, the last, you know, off season, two off seasons. And of course, you know, the, the the safety that the Braven sign. I mean, there's, there's a bunch out there uh, that have set the market. So at any rate, We know, uh, we we know that and, and obviously, and you know, the other thing with this too, the agency that does represent Jesse Bates represents a number of other Bengals, including uh, Daxton Hill, including T Higgins, Samaje P Ryan and others. So, um, you know, those are, that's, that's something else to monitor there. So, you know, if you want to kind of engage in future fruitful conversations, you know, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to keep that in mind as well. So that's, that, that's the big news with the Cincinnati Bengals, aside from them doing on-field work and a lot of different things going on here. So um, that's Jesse Bates, for the time being, is not going to be at OTAs, is not planning to be at training camp, preseason, etc., threatening potentially the regular season. We will see if he actually holds up on that, on that threat or not, and or if the two sides can come to some sort of contract agreement. We will see definitely something that will be playing out. I don't for, for a while. I don't foresee this getting rectified in the very immediate future, but we'll see. Again, kind of a little bit of a dark cloud over the Bengals as they try and move forward and repeat as AFC champions, if not further. And of course. You know the other thing to keep in mind too, just to kind of put a bow on the Bates talk. The other thing to keep in mind with it too is just the fact that you know you, the Bengals do have a number of high-profile stars now, including Higgins. Again, I just mentioned him and that and it, with the same ag- agency. Um, Higgins, Chase, a couple of years down the road, Burrow. I mean, you've got and now these free agents that you these outside free agents that you sign to to big contracts. They'll all of a sudden be coming up. Von Bell, DJ Reader, etc. Their contracts will be coming up pretty soon here so you know there are a lot of different things to take into account here from a number of different angles so hopefully the Bengals take care of this in in the best way for the team but also you know you do want jesse bates to be respected and taken care of but it's business side of football and that's that's kind of the bottom line with it
2: support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Let's keep moving on from the Jesse Bates Talk and Talk. I saw someone ask this in our live Facebook chat. Joseph Osai, and he, this is a little bit of again. There's there's going to be some bad news first. Then I'll sh- I'll, I'll say and tell I'll tell you and show you some good news. Joseph Osai had another surgical procedure recently. So this is from Jason Markham on CincyJungle.com and via Paul Daner Jr. of the Athletic. Here is the link to that, and you can see here Zach Taylor said Joseph Osai had another procedure done quote, to help the process and will be, quote, a couple more weeks on the side. And the continued quote is he's certainly on track to be able to play in training camp and be able to do some good things for us. A guy who quietly is kind of one of the more important players coming on this roster this year. And you can talk, you know, of course, we've talked about, you know, the rookies and, you know, the the guys who stepped up in a big way last year, Trey Hendrickson, more on him in a minute and others but osai getting that rotational pass rush and just what he flashed in training camp and in that one preseason game you hope that he comes back with a vengeance and plays very very well so he had another procedure done and this is this is the other one i'll, I'll show you uh ben baby's tweet ben baby of espn um you know i'll show that in just a second which is which is good here but uh you know, size is just one of the more intriguing players here in, in the Bengals camp and a guy that they really need to step up here. But um, he had a meniscus injury, in case you, you did not remember, and I will give you the more official Ben Baby tweet. And, of course, i, I got to say, i got to stress this, as I always do, go follow all of the great Bengals. Beat men and women who covered the team. Um, go uh, obviously follow you know, Cincy Jungle, but there are other great Bengals websites and blogs out there. Of course, we're talking, you know, Sports Illustrated All Bengals with James Rupine and his great team. Um, you know, you got Stripe Hype out there. Of course, I mentioned Cincy Jungle, but, you know, of course, Jay and Paul with The Athletic you've got uh, Kelsey and Charlie with the Cincinnati Enquirer. you got Mike Petralia, you got Ben Baby of ESPN, I mean, many, many, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but please go follow all of them on Twitter, they provide valuable information, valuable insight, as always, and uh, so many of them have been kind to this show, and many other podcasts, so we can't thank them enough for all the information they share, and the appearances they make, go support what they do, for sure, and on that note, I'm going to share Ben baby's screen cap here. And this is just a quick, quick tweet here. This is Ben baby showing Bengals defensive end, Joseph Osai. He is running sprints here. Um, So that is good news after having, you know, that second procedure here. It is right here looking, you know, I don't know if that's absolutely 100%, but that's, that's pretty high intensity there. Uh, You can see there on the, on the practice field running some good sprints. So, you know, even with the, additional procedure that he supposedly had he's out there doing doing some running and sprinting and you know at this point too just ease him back in you know let him get some time in, the, in training camp and preseason and what you just ease him back in this is going to be a valuable guy even if he's not a starter per se this next year this is going to be a valuable guy going forward and uh, you know just you know, let's, let's, (laughs) I don't think we need to be like, Hey, go full, go Joseph. Uh, right now. I think it's, I think it's, it's a good pace that the Bengals are taking with Joseph Osai. And, um, it's, it's good. Again, a little bit of bad news with the additional procedure, but good news showing that he is doing some sprints and running around on the field there. So thanks to Ben baby and many others on, uh, the coverage there. Let's keep this rolling here on the happening headlines this is a great, great article. And again, spotlights many of those great beat writers that I just mentioned on cincyjungle.com. I will pin that here. This is the two takeaways from Tuesday's practice at Bengals OTAs, courtesy of my man, John Sheeran, the uh, the guy in the co captain seat here for this show. Um, and so here here's a, another big piece of news that came across the wire here. Ben Baby reported that. Um, Trey Hendrickson is not at today's practice, but this seems to be something that not only was expected by Zach Taylor and company, but uh, is not necessarily a contract situation or anything of that nature. But this is Pro Bowl defensive end Trey Hendrickson. This is Jeremy Fowler of ESPN following up on Ben Baby's report. Pro Bowl defensive end Trey Hendrickson is expected to miss OTAs while training on his own and spending time with family per a source. He re plans to report for mandatory work, mandatory work, of course, you know, training camp and, and other elements down the road. So not a hold out there, but just not showing up to the OTAs. And, you know, the we, we all know the OTAs is the, uh, the optional, but heavily recommended or whatever you want to call it there. So uh, when people miss that, you know, some people kind of freak out a little bit there, but, you know, again, not a contract situation. Trey Hendrickson, expected to miss OTAs and coming off an outstanding season is Hendrickson. One of the better free agency signings that the Bengals have made in recent history. And really they've kind of knocked it out of the park for the most part, aside from the Trey Wayne signing, really, they've really knocked it out of the park on uh, the outside free agency front. Um, A lot of different, a lot of different clips from Joe Burrow and he had some great great sound bites on here. Uh there's there's, you know, you see here from our from our guys Ace and Zim uh who are have started the Wincinnati uh pod podcast there, but talking about simple as that winning mentality. But basically Joe Burrow said something to the effect of I'm not gonna we don't accept losing. You know, they're not they're not happy about the fact that they just got to the Super Bowl and didn't didn't win. And, oh, my, was there a really, really – if you really want to get your heart broken, um, there are and, – and there's so many different sources to cite on this. But, my goodness, there was – Joe Burrow had, was asked about the Super Bowl and the final play in the Super Bowl, their final offensive play, wherein he was getting hit you know nearly sacked just got the ball off and it fell short of p ryan but we've seen the clips a number of times where jamar chase had broken free from jalen ramsey and was streaking up the right sideline potentially for the game winning or go-ahead touchdown and in that joe burrow intimated in his press conference on tuesday that that was an audible he called he checked to that play because he knew that chase was going to potentially be open or have a one-on-one situation or something to that effect and be able to potentially hit that big play when they needed it. And he just didn't have enough time. Oof. Talk about just dagger to the gut. I mean, I, I, when I heard that, when I saw that and you can find that a lot of different places, I think Ben baby related. I think Lindsay Patterson related. I mean, it's uh, – you, you hear that and you just go, oh, my gosh, they were so close to just potentially having an absolutely just franchise-changing moment, uh, as if as if this postseason wasn't already franchise-changing, but they just really were that close potentially. And uh, you hear that and you're frustrated, and now you look at the fact that they said, you know what, three new starters on the offensive line, please and thank you. And that's what they did. And hopefully that is what will take care of things. And then, of course, Joe Burrow was – and this is via Jeff Hobson of bangles.com. He was not practicing with the knee brace, something we saw all last year in games, all last year in practice, all OTAs, all all that stuff, not practicing with the knee brace. And we don't know if he's going to wear them for the game. And there were a couple of times – that he took sacks and that knee was in that brace and you go, wow, thank God for that knee brace. Um, but uh, so I, I don't know if that kind of has become a thing where he's saying, you know, I, I just, I need to have it from here out. That's just kind of my security blanket. Um, I don't know if he feels that he will be confident enough behind this new offensive line that he won't need that. I don't know. We'll see. But as for now, he's not practicing with the knee brace. And then here is via Dan Horde. Um, the offensive line, the grouping there. um, And and so that's Joe Burrow practicing with them. So a little screenshot there. uh, You can see here, Kelsey Conway had a nice little clip of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase doing a nice route there. Mike Petralia um, saying, quote, that's not something we think about. That's Jamar Chase on having a target on their back after being the AFC champs here. And then of course, some different things with, Jesse Bates, um, a little bit aside from the Osai injury stuff, um, Joe Bacci and Brandon Wilson, um, are, are both having ACL uh, coming off of ACL issues. So they're working on the side and Marcus Bailey, um, kind of unknown there, not on IR last year, but is working on the side as well as Osai there. So those are kind of the the things. So really, The two major absences in the OTAs, Bates and Hendrickson. We know a little bit more about Hendrickson's future. This was kind of expected that he was going to miss OTAs, and now he's going to be reportedly back for all the mandatory stuff. And then you've got Bocce, Wilson, Marcus Bailey, Joseph Osai uh, working on the side. I I talked about Osai a little bit there. So that's all uh, what's happening injury-wise on the injury front. For the Cincinnati Bengals. Go check out that entire article. It is very, very thorough and it cites a lot of different sources on Cincy Jungle there. So go check that out. Um, and yes, we will talk a tiny bit of offensive line for Mr. Derek Farreau there. This is the, and this is from Mike Petralia again. Your Bengals starting offense featuring Joe Burrow, Williams, Carmen, Karras, Kappa, and Collins. A little bit of a clip here. Go follow him at Trags, T-R-A-G-S. There's the the group. And, yes, Jackson Carmen is the current starter right now on that offensive line. And, yes, Ted Karras, as we know, the Bengals did not go after a center in the draft or go after the J.C. Treader or anything like that. Karras is their starting center right now, and that's where he is. So new lineup there, pretty exciting to see. And, again, you got to go follow all of these great, great beat writers, coverage men and women of the Cincinnati Bengals, who provide us with such great uh, clips, videos, all this kind of stuff. I won't play this video here, but you can get the full 45-second interview clip, again, from Mike Petralia. Quote, potential without hard work means nothing. That is new Right tackle Le'Veon Collins on the Bengals reworked offensive line, so they know they have the potential to be very, very good. But it means nothing if they don't actually work hard and try and obtain that potential. And of course, really, aside from you know a potential Super Bowl hangover, maybe God forbid injuries, what have you, the team improved its major glaring weakness and then some. On, you know, defensive side of the ball, et cetera. So it's hard to sit here and say, "Wow, this team's in really sorry shape coming off a Super Bowl appearance." No, they they seem improved. That's why it's a little shocking that a lot of folks are kind of more down on the Bengals, and they're not down on them, but you, they're not as high on them as you know the Buffalo Bills and so many other teams. I don't know, but at any rate, that is some sights, sounds, images, videos, quotes, all that kind of stuff from bangles otas and all of that stuff is on cincy jungle and all of it is you can find the content on twitter if you're on twitter there by following a lot of those great beat writers or again get your coverage on cincyjungle.com let's keep it rolling here we've got a few more bangles things to get to we've already hit 35 minutes and this is why i wanted to do bangles only on this one because it's a little longer and there's a lot to get to. Maybe we'll do another episode of just the AFC North and just NFL. Um, We'll see here, but let's keep this rolling. And again, we'll look at a Cincy Jungle article, and this is pro football focus grades for uh, the Bengals offseason. And I think this is – was this Drew Garrison? Yeah, Drew Garrison, my boy. Type this one up here and look at – this year, the off-season grade, A, free agency grade, good, draft grade, B+. Plus. And the quote, um, the Bengals' off-season strategy this year could be taught in a clinic. They just made the Super Bowl but knew they needed to overhaul the offensive line. Rather than pay top-of-the-market money to the best offensive linemen they could find, They spread their investment in multiple Tier 2 free agents in the first hours of free agency guard Alex Kappa and center Ted Karras represented two clear upgrades. They had the patience to wait Dallas out and then recruit Lael Collins to play right tackle without surrendering a draft pick to make it happen. Yes, that was genius. That was genius. And we all wanted them to trade. You remember? We We were so impatient. Trade, trade for Collins. And they played it out. And they won the weight again. All of a sudden, four-fifths of the Bengals' offensive line is in good shape, giving the team flexibility to draft any position that was going into the draft. And then um, that led to draft picks such as Daxton Hill, a versatile defensive back out of Michigan. Hill lined up primarily in the slot for the Wolverines, but nobody's quite sure where he fits in Cincinnati's secondary. We kind of talked about that with the Bates thing. Because the team now has that luxury of just adding good players and piecing it together later. Go read the rest of that there. Wow. You got to like that. Big, big. If you're a big PFF uh, person, then you got to like those grades there. you got to like those grades there. A couple more, and we will hop out of here. In case you have not heard, we went over the schedule. We went over all that stuff. And in case you have been living under a rock, the Bengals open the season at Paul Brown Stadium against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And wouldn't you know it, that the Bengals are favored by a touchdown over the year. When does that happen? I mean, go back to the Marvin Lewis. era. When, when did that ever happen? My God. Bengals open as a touchdown favorite over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here you go. Um, I think it also depends on, you know, who you're, who you're talking. I mean, obviously this is DraftKings, Kings. Um, so it depends on what you're talking about here, but here's the spread 6.5, 6.5 right now. So, they are you know, projected to potentially beat the Steelers. And it's not that big of a stretch based on what happened transpired in those two games last year with Pittsburgh, nor is it that big of a stretch when you look at it and you wonder what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers' quarterback position. I still think, as I've said a bunch of times, you can't ever count out the Steelers. You can't ever count them out. They're going to be in the mix. We know that. But – yeah this is a, an opportune time for the Bengals to potentially to play them to face them especially at home because they may be out of rhythm uh, of sorts in terms of the quarterback play they may not have all the pieces coming together yet and the Steelers are always kind of a late late season run type of team they seem to kind of gain momentum as the season goes on when the games are more important that's just kind of what's in The Steelers DNA, but right now the Bengals are touchdown favorites over the Steelers to open week one. We'll see if and when that line changes, but early line has that as the deal. Now, one more. This is kind of a cool story, and we'll end on this one here. The Bengals signed a defensive back here, and Abu Dharami Soiree played for the Potsdam Royals of the German Football League. Went to college at Colgate. Um, smaller guy, five nine, one seventy two, but came in as one of those camp invites and made the most of it. And is a guy that uh, you know impressed the coaches and um, you know did did enough to get him a get him a deal here. And there's a cool video here about his his background and whatnot. But really cool story here. And one of those guys. I mean, we remember Damian Willis, the guy that you know was a wide receiver that started the season. Granted, that was more due to A.J. Green being injured that year. But, you know, in 2019, Damian Willis was a guy that absolutely excited in training camp and was an undrafted guy all the way up to, you know, week one starter in Seattle in that game. And so these are – the you know, this is a guy that – I'm not saying this is where he's going to – this is his career arc, especially this year. But there there are examples of these stories and there are examples really of kids with cool backgrounds – Love football and the coaches and Zach Taylor and company like to take a chance on some of these guys. Winston Rose is another one that they, uh, you know, kind of a, a, one of those quote unquote long shot guys, but hung around and made an impression and did, did a lot of cool things. So uh, again, Abu Dharami. Sware. Hopefully I am pronouncing that correctly out of Colgate and recently of the German football league. He has signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. That, that post is on Cincy jungle And, uh, for you to, for you to digest. All right. Like I said, a little tiny bit abbreviated, still got to a lot of stuff. It would have been way too long. If we done the AFC North and NFL, we'd be going an hour and a half with this thing if we did that, but wanted to hammer away at the Bengals news. And there is a lot of it on this happening headlines episode. We've got our Wednesday episode and more coming up this week, as we always do on the orange and black insider Bengals podcast. All of it is of course on the Cincy jungle podcast channel, and you can get the audio versions of the Cincy Jungle Podcast. We got to go subscribe. You got to go through your favorite streamer and subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, our show, Matt Mannix, Coach Speak, and Chalk Talk, and all kinds of other stuff we have on there. That is all there for you. You got to subscribe, whether that's through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all of those. We are there. YouTube, if you're watching us there, go click on that show logo down beneath me there subscribe click the bell to be notified when we go live when new content is available and of course you got to go give a thumbs up on the cincy jungle facebook page live stream there we're also live streaming on a number of twitter accounts so check us out live if and when you can you can see us namely me screw up live (laughs) and uh poke fun at me and whatnot but at any rate thank you so much for tuning in enjoy the rest of your week we've got more coming at you but enjoy the rest of your week a lot of bangles news some of it not so not so optimistic some of it a bit more optimistic but we'll be talking about it more and more as the summer rolls on bringing you guests and all kinds of cool stuff so keep it here keep it to cincyjungle.com for your news opinions analysis etc and we will talk to you soon